Hey guys, thanks once again for listening to Canadian Cannabis Update. We are a Canadian-based podcast featuring regular news updates and interviews concerning the legalization of cannabis. Before we begin today, I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors. Firstly, Harvest Medicine. They're a patient-centric clinic which offers free medical assessments for people looking to explore how medical cannabis can help improve their lives. To learn more and book your free consultation with Harvest Medicine, visit hmed.ca. That's h-m-e-d.ca. We're also sponsored by Hempfest Calgary. Hempfest in Calgary takes place on the weekend of October 13th and 14th, noon to 6 on Saturday and noon to 5 on Sunday. Remember, this event is 18 plus, and the event features exhibitors and speakers from all over the hemp and cannabis space. Everything happens at the Big Four Roadhouse at Stampede Park in Calgary. Get your tickets in advance at hempfestcalgary.com or take your chances at the door. And as always, this podcast was produced by My Podcast Pal. For help with your podcast, check out mypodcastpal.com. If you would like to sponsor Canadian Cannabis Update, reach out to me at cannabisupdate.ca and I'll send you a media kit. Well, like I often begin these interviews by saying, today I have something special. I reached out to Namaste Technologies to find out if they would let me interview them. And thankfully, Corey Zellickson, who's the core founder and VP of Investor Relations and Business Development, responded and said, no sweat. I'm always trying to keep my ear to the ground for investment opportunities, and Corey was gracious enough to tell me why Namaste might be worth putting my money on. Now, don't worry, this interview doesn't just pump Namaste's tires. I also asked about their request for investors not to sell, and of course, about the party they recently threw in Quebec that got them in the spotlight, and not necessarily in a good way. So let's just jump in and hear from Corey himself. And if you invest in pot stocks, this interview is not to be missed. Enjoy. We're here uh, with Corey Zellickson. He's the co-founder and vice president of investor relations and business development for Namaste Technologies. Hello, Corey. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And let's start off by just asking you a simple question. Who is Corey Zellickson? I am um, an engineer by trade that got involved in the cannabis industry uh, about four years ago with my business partner, who is now our CEO, uh, Sean Dollinger. Uh, we've been um, you know, entrepreneurs in e-commerce and online sales for many years, and uh, we started our entry into the space uh, by launching a site which was selling vaporizers that we believed were you know, a much healthier option to offer to people. And, uh, you know, in the process of growing that company, we went public and um, we've acquired several other companies in the process. And the whole vision of the company and the platform that we've developed since going public has evolved, uh, you know, along with some of the changes of regulations in the country. But really, um, you know, my background uh, has been uh, in business development and e-commerce with Sean for many years, those are our areas of expertise. So, you know, we didn't come into the cannabis industry from previous backgrounds in public markets, but more so from, you know, um, the online or technology side of the industry. Okay, so let's take a step back from Namaste just for a moment uh, so that we can get to know you a little bit better. Tell us something about sure. yourself that has nothing to do with cannabis. Nothing to do with cannabis. Well, I work a lot. So a lot of what I do is related to cannabis. But like I said, I am uh, I'm an engineer, so I am a technology nerd. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm very much into uh, drone planes and UAVs. And when I was in college, we uh, from 
the University of Manitoba, we, um, we competed in a competition against all the biggest universities in developing this as many years ago. Wow. One of the first prototypes of uh, unmanned vehicles that went to a uh, competition at uh, Air Force Base in Maryland. And a little, uh, you know, university group from Winnipeg won the whole competition and sort of started to pique my interest in the technology side. And what's really interesting now, too, is that a lot of people are looking at drone delivery applications now, you know, in, in consumer goods industries and, and in cannabis, too. So I guess that's maybe, maybe a lesser known fact. Pretty cool. Okay, I too am a Winnipeg boy from way back oh, in the day. Uh, nice. All right, so let's jump into Namaste now here. Um, now, I'm a, a retail investor, and I'll be honest with you, as early as January this year, Namaste was definitely on my radar. Um, but I want to ask you, what exactly are you guys? Like, tell us your story. Can you clarify exactly what you guys do? Sure. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's a really great story and something that we're really proud of. Uh, Sean and I uh, started... Uh, literally, he was, you know, I said that we had, you know, I mentioned that we had a background in e-commerce and Sean was visiting his dad who ran a yoga studio in California. And he came back to Winnipeg at the time. Sean was living in Winnipeg and he brought home this vaporizer called the Buddha vaporizer. Mm-hmm. And it's used for use with uh, cannabis flowers, not with concentrates or anything like that. But I tried it and I was so blown away. I like was shocked at how different the flavor is with the vaporizer versus smoking and how much smoother it was and didn't, you know, didn't, wasn't harsh, didn't affect my lungs at all. So I really thought it was an incredible product. And following that, you know, Sean had suggested, hey, maybe we can start trying to sell some vaporizers online and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. You know, and so Sean and I had already developed, um, you know, an online platform, which was quite unique uh, in that we sold uh, cellular equipment, like to help, help enhance your cell phone reception, they were called mobile repeaters. And we started launching them all over Europe, and we realized we had a niche. We would have somebody launch, if we saw sales coming through in a UK site from someone in Germany, and we kept seeing sales from Germany coming in, then we thought about it, let's hire somebody that can translate the website to German and operate and manage it for the German consumer base. Mm-hmm. So we sort of built that strategy out, and we wound up with you know 15 different websites at the time, selling these products in different countries and different languages. So what we did is we took vaporizers and we said it sort of plugged it into the same platform, uh, not even realizing how quickly it would, it would expand. And when we came onto the market then, we were a very new company that nobody knew about. And the whole concept of creating a platform, a really diverse online platform where you get the best possible user experience has always been our focus on the consumer experience. Okay. So the hardware site took off really quickly. We started doing millions in revenue just independently, literally shipping vaporizers from Sean's garage at the time. Wow. And, uh, you know, we had a couple of buyout offers from competitors. And then a friend of mine um, in my community recommended, you know, he came from the public markets background in uh, uh, mining industry in Canada, recommended us to go public. So, you know, it was a completely new concept for us at that time, but uh, we took the opportunity and, and, you know, we raised our first bit of money on Bay Street to go public. And uh, it was certainly a different different environment then in, in the level of difficulty in raising money, but we did and we went public. And then we expanded the vaporizer company and we've acquired a lot of other entities now. And roughly what we represent now is the largest global platform and e-commerce platform that sells all cannabis consumption devices and ancillary products. Oh wow! And we have over we have over a million and a half customers globally, with thirty different websites that are operating in twenty countries, all selling different types of cannabis hardware and devices. 
So that's been where the company came from to where it is in terms of where we're sitting today. But Friday, last Friday, marked the most monumental occasion for the company in our history mm-hmm. because as we've evolved, you know, we've acquired uh, companies like Findify, which is a leading AI and machine learning company that helps optimize e-commerce websites to improve conversion rates. Mm-hmm. We had such great results on that platform with our hardware sites that we acquired that company and brought it in under our wing. What the big, the big shift for us is, is with our license that we just received last Friday. Uh, for our wholly owned subsidiary, which is called Canmart. Mm-hmm. And Canmart is the first LP license in Canada that's been issued as a sales-only license with no cultivation. So as you see the industry evolving, a lot of focus has been on cultivators. And now this license allows us to operate and actually sell cannabis in a medical platform in an online marketplace where patients will have access to a diverse offering of products that are sourced from all different producers across the country. So the general idea of what we want to achieve here is all the success that we've achieved in becoming the world's leading platform for cannabis hardware. We want to introduce cannabis sales, medical cannabis sales, into our platform and be able to leverage our technology and expertise without all the overhead of having to worry about cultivation. We want to rely on the cultivators to do a great job and grow amazing cannabis, and that's how we'll offer more value to our patients through the online platform. Wow. Okay. So um, just to simplify it here, you guys would be almost like uh, the equivalent to what maybe a Shopify site would be, wherein you have access to all types of products and you deal more in the distribution and sales. Is that so kind of what you're talking about? It's, it's, yeah, you're, you're close. I mean, the Shopify people uh, try to make the comparison, but what we have to understand is that Shopify is a service provider. So it's, just, it's a back end, a, a website platform, right? Yeah. We're a retailer. So like we're a customer of Shopify. We operate 30 different Shopify sites. So Shopify is not selling cannabis themselves, right. but they are an e-commerce platform that other companies can use to manage their website. Okay. So what we're doing is we're creating we're an actual retailer. So a lot of the way that the medical cannabis industry works now is if you want to order medical cannabis, you have to go to a doctor or to a specialized clinic to get a prescription. Mm-hmm. That can take you anywhere from five days to two weeks, depending on where you go. Once you get your prescription, then you have to send it to an LP directly. So it really limits your ability to have a selection or a variety of cannabis. So if two weeks later, another strain comes in from a different company that's better suited to your needs, you have to go back through this whole process again. Right. So what we did is two, there's two components to it. We created the first fully integrated online patient portal, which allows people to come on their iPhones or Androids, download the Namaste MD app or visit it at namastemd.com, and you can have your consultation within minutes over a video conference with a registered nurse practitioner. Wow. So we've eliminated, we've completely eliminated the wait time on getting prescriptions. And then when somebody connects in after they get their prescription to order through Canmart, they're going to have a better selection than they might have ordering directly through an LP. So it's all about variety and the consumer experience for us and making things simple for people and accessible. And that's where we think that we have a good strategic advantage. Wow. Well, should that platform work, it's pretty mind-blowing what you're able to do these days with a phone, uh, quite frankly. So you guys would then represent all of the large uh, licensed producers from a medicinal side. They can actually order products from, say, Afria or Canopy Growth or whomever through your Namaste MD app. 
Yeah, it's not. So, so Namaste MD, uh, you can basically look at that like um, an online clinic. Okay. So until we had our, our license with Canmark, we've actually been operating this online clinic. And when people get their prescription, they have all these different LPs available that they can connect to. So essentially, in that case, what we're doing is we're feeding off a patient directly to an LP, mm-hmm. which is great because, you know, obviously, we're, we're, we are, we're benefiting financially from that, but we lose the user experience. We're leaving it up to that LP to make sure that the customer has a good experience, that they get onboarded into their platform, and then they go and order the cannabis directly from that LP. But where our shift now is that customers or, or medical patients that go through that process when they get their prescription, can come to order through Canmark directly. That way, we are booking the whole amount of revenue from patients that are ordering directly through Canmark, and we control the whole user experience. So what it'll be is those LP relationships that we have where we're actually stocking their product in our facility. And what was really interesting is last week, we got a notification from Health Canada that we can start buying prepackaged and tested products directly from an LP. Wow. So when you buy an LP's cannabis from our site, it'll look exactly like it would as if you were to buy it from them directly. So we have to remember that this is a marketplace, so we want to represent and sell brands that we're carrying in our platform. So having the ability to do that pre-packaged now versus where in the past we have to buy it in bulk and break it down and quarantine it and test it and repack, it's going to make our whole operations with Canmart a lot more profitable. Okay, so let me ask you a silly question about the um, the video um, interview and prescription. Uh, who's on the other end? Like, how how does that work? Do you have a doctor waiting for people to log in? Well, so we use nurse practitioners who are okay. qualified to prescribe cannabis among other medications. So when you go through the process, if you download the app, you go through a quick form to fill out information. If you have any previous uh, prescriptions. Or, uh, or documentation, you have the opportunity to upload it. We, we really try to guide people through the process so you have an initial call just to make sure that you got all your info right. And then we connect you directly with the nurse practitioner through the app. Okay. So when you get on the video conference, everything is secured. We actually use facial recognition to make sure that the person that's on, in the video conference matches the face that's on the ID. That prevents, you know, a young, a young, uh, maybe a 16-year-old kid mm-hmm. stealing his brother's driver's license or something, right? So it's very secured in that context. And once you have your consultation with the nurse practitioner, they can determine, you know, what what your dosage might be and which which products or streams would be most suitable for you. Wow. Okay. So with your uh, Health Canada sales license that you received on Friday, does that include recreational cannabis as well? So we can sell recreational cannabis. There's nothing stopping us from doing that, just like any other LP. Recreational cannabis is going to be regulated by each province, and it's going to be done differently. Mm-hmm. For us, you know, we really see ourselves um, as a technology play, and we'd like to compare ourselves more to you know, a giant real estate company like Airbnb, it's a huge real estate company, but doesn't actually own the real estate, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't really want to have our hands on like physical brick and mortar type of business opportunities. So you won't see us pushing any online, sorry, any physical dispensary locations or anything like that. Uh, but where there is opportunity in certain provinces that will allow for online retail of recreational cannabis, we would certainly pursue it, um, but not really our focus on the uh, the brick and mortar side. Do you guys at any point have any concerns about large established companies like Amazon becoming your competition? You know what? We've always, you know, people were asking that question to us um, about our hardware business. What happens if Amazon starts to go into the vaporizer business? Mm -hmm. 
And I think there's a, a big differentiation between a company like Amazon that sells everything under the sun and specialty e-commerce websites. You know, the difference is really in the customer service. You know, if you have, uh, if you buy, like, look, we sell vaporizers through Amazon already, right? It's a sales channel for us. Mm-hmm. If you go, if you go and buy a vaporizer through Amazon and you have issues with it, you're not going to get somebody on the phone there that's going to help you uh, diagnose the problem with your vaporizer or give you the best recommendation on how to use it or if the uh, flower needs to be ground fine or packed tight, right? So that's where, you know, that level of customer service comes into play. So, you know, maybe Amazon will try to enter the cannabis space, but I think that, you know, uh, specialty e-commerce companies like ours um, really have an advantage in that respect. And, and you know what? If Amazon does decide to come into the industry, heck, you know, I think that'll be a great thing for the industry overall. Uh, it's not something we see as a, really a threat or, you know, a, a competition at this point. Um, I think there's going to be so many different companies that are trying to penetrate into the industry. And a lot of it, a lot of it I think, will have to do on what happens in like the U.S. with legislation and because that's really where a lot of the liability falls for you know these large international companies. Okay, so a couple of investment-specific questions now. If you're, sure. if you're selling cannabis from LPs that are already on the TSX, why shouldn't I just invest in shares in those companies and not Namaste? Because of what we're offering. So again, you know, we're offering something that's a, a great value and we've recognized in a platform to patients. So... You can invest directly in LPs, but I think when you look at the broader scope of the Canadian market, the majority of the investment has gone directly into cultivators, right? Mm -hmm. And when you look at more evolved cannabis markets, even though they don't have the public market aspect to it, but you look in California or Oregon, the reality is is that cannabis is a commodity. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, Canada, we're a very strong agricultural producer. Right now, there's tons and tons of growers with licenses, with upcoming licenses, facilities that are going to be a million square feet, greenhouse facilities. Cannabis will commoditize over time. And we believe that the value is in the technology and branding. And I think that's what's going to start having to differentiate companies over the next several years. So I would say that, you know, we wouldn't even really compare ourselves with a cultivator in that respect. We have no interest in growing but we want to leverage opportunities and relationships with really high quality cultivators in that respect. So I think that from an investment perspective, you know, we're a very different, different play from um, a traditional cultivator. And then the other factor to consider is our, our global uh, reach as well, which is very significant. Um, a little while ago, you sent out a letter to your investors asking them not to sell, which was a bit strange to some. Um, why was that? And what was the response? Okay, well, I guess I'll preface this, um, you know, with my commentary that, you know, we believe very strongly in every business we have, and whether it is in the vaporizer business, in focusing on, focusing on customer service, or uh, from the public market side on focusing on our investors, that's where our core is. And even before we were public, no matter how big we were, even today, you know, if there is, I see an order from somewhere in the UK with somebody that's upset about their vaporizer and they give us a bad review or something, I will personally still follow up with people because I believe that our core, our value is our customers. And as a public company, our value is our investors as well. And it's really unfortunate that there's been a lot of manipulation in the stock market, specifically in the cannabis industry uh, over the last several years. And it's become more and more evident. And you know what? We, we stood up and, uh, 
called it out and it, it's not, it shouldn't be legal. And there's a lot of this stuff that goes on. So a few months back when there was a short attack on the company, mm-hmm. it rocked, you know, investors and these things are done uh, by people that short the stock and then they publish uh, slanderous content just for the, just for the purpose of, of putting fear and doubt in shareholders' minds for their own profit. Mm-hmm. So it's really frustrating because we are so close with our shareholders. We do weekly 420 videos. Myself and Sean are co-founders. We speak in directly with investors on a daily basis. Sean's cell phone number is in every single press release that wow. goes out. So that's the kind of relationship that we have with our shareholders. And so when the market's being manipulated and the stock's being shorted, and it really is retail investors that are losing their hard-earned money, you know, we, we, we do take it really seriously. So, you know, what we did is we created, uh, you know, over three months ago, we created a, a completely voluntary uh, share pledge to uh, bring together investors in unity. And uh, we pledged, you know, we offered people to sign up. It's totally voluntary. We didn't hold anybody to it for any whatsoever, if anybody had to do what they had to do. Uh, but, you know, what was amazing about it is that we actually ended up having over 150 million shares. And that just goes to show you the incredible support that we have from our shareholders. And I believe it's because of our transparency as a company. And that's why I think that we're a lot different than many uh, publicly traded companies, not just in the cannabis industry, but in general, because I think that we're bringing a level of transparency that people haven't seen before. And some people criticize us for it, but other people love us for it. And we just believe in, 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 in having this relationship with our shareholders, just like we did with our customers and, our, and still do in our other business as well, in the same way that we'll treat our patients with cannabis. I sent you a message last week saying, hey, I have no choice. I have to ask you this question, so I'm just going to do it. Uh, I want to ask you about the pizza party. What was the purpose? And what was it about the party that got Namaste in some heat? So it was the pledge party, right? So we were just talking about this pledge. So the pledge was that we would have a party for shareholders um, after 90 days that participated in the pledge. And like I said, the response to the pledge was overwhelming. We had almost a thousand investors come to an event in, in Montreal with a uh, celebrity uh, DJ, um, you know, and, and if you ask anyone who was there or that I spoke to, everybody had an incredible time. What happened was that there was, you know, obviously we had a lot of media attention around the event, but there was a reporter that came uh, from lapresse.ca and he posted an article the next day that was predominantly false statements and very misleading Really, what the overall sentiment of the article was, was that Canmore was coming into the Quebec market with the intention of circumventing or competing the provincial government of Quebec, who regulate recreational cannabis, and that we were focusing on rec cannabis. But any investor that has done any due diligence on Namaste knows that our platform with Canmore and Namaste MD specifically, because it is a telemedicine application for people to consult with nurse practitioners, our platform is focused on medical cannabis. So it came out, the article, and it, it was a gross misinterpretation of the events and false statements around it. And, you know, unfortunately, that was timed with another uh, short attack from Citron Research, unfortunately or conveniently, I'm not sure. But um, that was really the origin of why we got heat for it. Um, was because of this article that came out and the repercussions afterwards. But, uh, you know, it was really incredible. The I was on a Friday. The following week when the stock reopened, you know, everybody was really worried about it. But the resilience of our company and our shareholders was incredible. And we ended up, you know, ended up 
going back and agreeing after that whole series of events, even after the short attack and the articles that came out. So again, you know, it's something that's unfortunate that it happened. And, you know, uh, if, if there was any mistakes that we made in the process or maybe shouldn't have had the party in Quebec to begin with, uh, you know, or if there was anybody that was not happy about it anyway, obviously we're not, uh, you know, we're not here to upset people and our intention certainly wasn't um, to compete with the provincial government of Quebec. It's just not even part of our, our business strategy. So, you know, we, we've moved on from that, uh, that series of events and, uh, you know, since then we've rebounded nicely and received our license. So we're moving forward. And like Sean said, uh, you know, just because we got the license, we still have to prove our concept. And mm-hmm. we've just been focused on working hard and keeping our heads down and uh, trying to continue to bring value to the company. Okay, elevator pitch time. As a retail investor, convince me why I should invest in Namaste. Okay, well, I'm going to repeat myself because we talked about this before, but Namaste is a technology company. We're an e-commerce and technology company. We have a license to sell cannabis, but we don't have to grow it. The absolute biggest liability is in cultivation. You know, we have the ability to do now and work through a medical platform with Canmart allows us to leverage our whole area of expertise in e-commerce to launch into cannabis sales in the Canadian market. The Canadian market itself is only our fifth largest market revenue-wise. So we plan on taking the same platform of working in partnerships with cultivators and launching telemedicine applications and marketplace, online marketplaces to introduce cannabis sales into our global markets where we have an even larger presence. So why invest in Namaste? My answer would be if you were looking at the company and doing your due diligence to recognize that we are a technology play in this industry with a global presence. So we're looking much further outside of Canada in the long term and what we represent at the end of the day is the top of the funnel on the consumer side. Every single day that goes by that we acquire more vaporizer customers, those are future, future potential medical patients for the company too. So I, I, would, I would say that, that that's really where we differentiate ourselves you know, across the sector. Any plans on listing in the U.S.? We are looking at uh, listing on the NASDAQ. Um, that's, that's a top priority for us. So as soon as possible, we will be, uh, we'll be doing that. Okay, how can we find out more about Namaste online? Uh, you could visit namastetechnologies.com. You could also email me directly. I'm, like you mentioned, I'm head of investor relations. I deal with customers and uh, shareholders every day. You can email me, Corey, K-O-R-Y, at namastetechnologies.com, or anybody can call myself anytime at 250 Wow, cell phone number. Okay, that's hey, that, cool, man. That's what I'm saying. It's our transparency. Sean's numbers in every press release. My number is available. Happy to answer questions for shareholders, large or small. You guys are the real deal. Okay, thank you very much for doing this. It was very informative. Yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. It was great uh, to talk, and uh, thanks very much. Thanks for listening to Canadian Cannabis Update. If you want to find out more about what we do, check us out on Twitter at CanCanUpdate, Facebook, Instagram, and every podcast streaming related site in the known universe. universe. If you have a story that you'd like to share about the cannabis space, we'd love to hear from you. Hit us up at CannabisUpdate.ca or email CanadianCannabisUpdate at gmail.com. The next podcast is just around the corner. Stay tuned. Canadian Cannabis Update is a regularly published podcast. We do our very best to remain as accurate as possible, but take no responsibility for inaccurate details or facts. If a story interests you, we're glad to have brought it to your attention, but take the time to research the details for yourself.